When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No fancy intro. Um, we got basketball season starts tonight. Ooey pooey's in town. Actually, it starts today at 11 with the women. The Cleveland State. Elite Iowa State women's basketball team. Jump on jump on board right now. So I was I was thinking about this when I was driving home. Crossover season gets to be very stressful. It's very stressful. And I was thinking about the time that A.C. Slater found caffeine pills in Jesse's locker. I believe you were looking for this. Jesse, those pills are dangerous. Yeah, well, so is geometry. You told me you were going to stop taking them. I need them to stay awake and study, okay? No, it's not okay. Jesse, I'm worried about you. Give me the pills. Mind your business. Yeah. I'm so excited. And we'll get there. I'm so excited. But I was thinking about, you know. Scared. Because it's like. You need caffeine pills to stay awake? Or are you just. I can't watch Save by the Bell anymore. See, I was thinking about when... Because of Spano. You know, well, Jessie's... She's working on this dancing and singing competition. She's got her big geometry. She tried to get into Stanford, right? Yeah, and she, she needs the caffeine pill. And then she just completely has this meltdown. And I, Zach was Zach. I feel like our fan base does this every year. Like after some... At some point in November, mm. our fan base does this. I don't have time to study. I'll never get into Stanford. I'll let everyone down. I'm so confused. Jesse, hey. Come on, Jesse. Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, I just feel like we, uh, we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves this time of year. It's a lot of lot of travel to and fro aims. Got wrestling. Wrestling. Got the volleyball team kicking everybody's ass. Got the This is when it, I it's, just it's, yeah. and it's Pace some yourself. and at some point we're gonna all gonna have a little bit the of fan a fan base has a Jesse just a moment. Spano moment. Where we we're so excited because there's this all this clone stimulation everywhere yes we're so excited we're so excited and then like bill finley will just he'll have that one press conference where they beat a team by 30 and, and he's, he's not pissed. happy that's gonna maybe it's tomorrow and no, he's probably not tomorrow. pissed and he goes in there and he like threatens like i'm gonna retire yeah, if we play gonna, like this anymore <laughs> i'm so love scared it. love you bill 
Oh, man, it's welcome it's to yeah, welcome to silly season. Basketball season is and it's, it's great. so much worse now with football free agency. <laughs> oh, right, because there's going to be news going gangbusters for oh, another sixty days. There, yeah. If you if you get to a bowl game, that too oh. trip trap, and then both teams are taking. Uh, substantial Thanksgiving trips, which are always interesting. So I'm going to be out in Portland this year. You going to go to that? Yeah, I'm calling a, uh, with Walters. What? Me and the Godfather. I've never done a game with that him is before. Incredible. So what, Godfather's doing because the women are out there too. Yeah. So Noah is so, it, Noah and Lindsay are doing those. Oh, they. So you're going to have double double dipping. <laughs> so you. I think what's happening is that John is doing the first two games. And I'm going to be his color guy, and then he's, he's flying go to, to football. Football TCU. He's doing like a overnight flight <laughs> to get to Fort Worth, and then I'm going to do the men's game either by myself or one of those two with the we'll, women we'll will come over. over and help me. How cool is that? But yeah, it'll be a it'll be fun, and then it's uh no, I love this time of year. I I think these non-con games are a blast. I tend to look at them like very macro. Like don't I don't take yeah, any of these no, games I, like like you I mean you called the worst win in Iowa State history last year the the they won in the forties yes against uh, what, which game was uh, that there, well there's too many that's like what one was that was, well, every, uh, we all freaked out we all yeah. had our Jesse moment well, I'm so excited so it started what was it twelve and zero and everyone's like I don't know if this seems any good <laughs> and it turned out that it was kind of it was good. It was that that was the way. So they are who we the, thought they were. The, the theme emerged even in that season. The team was going to play hard, and I think you're going to have similar type situations in the non-conference this year. Uh, tonight's game. Jackson State was that game one. Yes, 49-38. I just remember. So I, this uh, a lot of those games, like I don't get to all of them anymore with dad stuff and just. Right. Frankly, my time is better used in the office. Sure navigating traffic and stuff like that. Um, I will say I remember that, watching that game, rocking my daughter on a Sunday afternoon, and I fell asleep. <laughs> and I almost fell asleep at the game. It was like a real game, too. Like, you didn't know Iowa no, State was, was going to win. it was a six-point game. And it with, legit just put me to sleep. I uh, couldn't handle it. Good news on that end. Iowa State's schedule is actually pretty favorable from a spread-out standpoint. So, like, you're not going to have to go crazy Jesse Spano. So, it's Monday then Sunday, Sunday, and then the Portland tournament. So I think easier to plan for. You're not having to compete with football on the same day or come up with a random weeknight. The women are a little bit more busy during the week. Yeah. They play Monday, Thursday this week. They are going to be an absolute blast. I didn't get to watch. They they didn't televise the exhibition. did not. But going off of what I read with Connor's work and, I mean, the Soros girl is, is, am I saying her name? Soros. Soros, yeah. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Like, I don't think that you would know the history better. Has Iowa State ever had a big like that? I mean, they've had really good bigs, but they can run the floor and, like, pop out yeah, and shoot. Yeah, I mean, like, Anna, Anna Prince could she's shoot. She's the one. She wasn't, she wasn't uber athletic. And then, you know, Angie Welly was more of a traditional post. Anna Prince was never like, oh, she could play in the WNBA for... Ten years. You know, that's a good point. The, like, I think the, the bigs that played in the WNBA, it was Poppins did for a little bit, and then Brittany Wilkins back in our era. Yeah, but they weren't ru- they, they weren't, weren't no, rim I runners think, and like that can shoot and like. And they're gonna try and ease her in. The, the nice thing is, like, as Bill reminded everybody after that game, is like, yeah, so she's really good, 
but we also have our entire rotation in the post from last year that made a Sweet 16. One of my top five favorite Cyclones of all time, Morgan Kane. And Beatrice Jordao, who's bad in a little bit of an injury, but I think will be largely available. I actually that think, didn't even include Danae Fritz. I think who Danae might Fritz start might be Monday. my favorite player by the end this of the year. Key, like they, they want to like slow roll a little bit because like they don't want to get over their skis. But this is a legitimate. It's a top ten team in the nation. I thought Emily Ryan was going to beat me up <laughs> on our road shows when I kept asking her about the Final Four. I, and her and Lexi would just roll their eyes at me. They, they, they knew know. I was screwing around. I know, but they know that it's. They're there. I mean, you you get picked to win the Big Twelve. That doesn't happen for Iowa State. Too we often. we have been witnessing since 2020 in that whole NCAA tournament thing, and really just a um, you know an equalization of women's basketball. I think, and just women's sports in general. I I, I talked to Brett Yormark about this. Yeah, and it it really the the popular like volleyball is. By some measures, I was talking to some people at State Volleyball last week. I went. Yep. And it's like the fastest growing spectator sport in America. I think we've seen, judging by Cyclone Fanatic traffic and Twitter notifications and everything, a major growth in the um, engagement with the Iowa State women's fan base. For sure. And I think this year it goes over the it, top. It's going to be. This I think is the us. roof blows off this totally year. Totally agree. This and is the year. They're going to be so good, but yet so entertaining. Yeah. And I, th- I mean, what a, it's so cool because, honestly, Ames in the middle of winter is not great. It kind of sucks to be in Iowa. But between the the men's team returning from a Sweet 16, which we don't talk about that enough, that the team made a Sweet 16 last year, which is crazy. And the women's team also a Sweet 16 plus with the expectation of being a top five good. This is going to be a great winter in Hilton Coliseum, which makes it so much more enjoyable to be in Iowa in the winter. All right. Before we get to Jared Stansbury and Coach Schmidt on uh, their interview, kind of previewing uh, how everything went during camp and yeah. looking forward to tonight, it's time for you to go on the record. Jared and I kind of gave our outlooks last week on Corner 3. Uh, if you guys didn't hear, my my kind of take is it's like it, it kind of what? And college basketball comes down to will you make the tournament, right? Like that's yeah. that's the thing. Yep. Yep, I think that's the appropriate my my read here. my read Brent is that of course they're going to be in the mix. Like I, I think that they'll they'll have a shot. I think a lot of things went well for them. Like you know they here's the deal. When I looked back at last year and I kind of studied it and like and this is a different team, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't complete. I actually. I, this is already becoming annoying to me, like the amount in the media of like, well, last year, well, last year. Guys, we're going to have to stop doing that as an industry. These teams are totally, totally different. different. It's a year brand year. new roster. It, it, it really is, is the days of yeah. watching Jake Sullivan grow up in a cyclone. Yeah. Like, it's over. If you like that, go watch the women because that's going to keep happening. Now. Great point. So we've got to quit doing that as a fan base, and the media has to start. I always say went from two wins to 23. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it, it wasn't like, oh, well, well, you know, Trey Jackson really developed. No, it, it, no, it was a totally, totally different team. team, and this year Great is point. as well. So I want to get that out of the yeah. way. I, you can look at last year from a, a culture and effort standpoint, sure, because that'll still be the hallmarks here. But personnel-wise, it's different. Birdie told me this weekend, good Birdie, that sounded funny, Yeah, <laughs> uh, that this Birdie believes the team will regress – 
in its defensive Kimpom numbers because well, it's fifth in the nation. Well, yeah, the repeating that is almost impossible. impossible. Um, be, they're not as athletic in the backcourt. It's just like physically, like getting to spots will be harder for these guys because they're not yep, as athletic. Sure, Brock and, and Hunter were both elite athletes. Yes, yeah. this birdie. Also thought they would go from like what were they in offense like one seventy one yeah it was here I got it pulled up right now they were one seventy one okay that this birdie thought they could go from one seventy one to crack the top one hundred in offense because of the efficiency down low so it's going to be a really interesting year to see if that plays out how yeah. does that equal out can so, that get you to eight in the Big Twelve if so right. you're in right it, it yes that's where this is where I'm I'm excited about the potential here. Efficiency doesn't necessarily mean points. It means more efficient points. Do you, you understand? Like, I don't think Iowa State's going to go all of a sudden into uh, up and down, hoy ball style, you know, games in the 70s and the 80s. It's still going to be largely high 50s, 60s is, is where they're going to win. But the efficiency will be a lot better. Here's why I'm pretty pumped up. Last year, Iowa State was 291st in the country in free throw rate meaning it got to the line only 14 times per game, mm. which was one of the worst in the country, especially for a Power 5 team. And then and the Big 12 actually dropped to like 12 times a game. There was a game at Oklahoma. I actually did not shoot a free throw, yeah. which is damn near impossible yeah. anymore. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, with the the, the, the size... Taking really hard had, shots. Yeah, really hard. A lot really of low percentage. twos. Yeah. Yeah. I think the three-point percentage will be about the same. But because you have some post depth now particularly Oshun and then you know maybe Jones grows a little bit I think he has like that's not a fallacy he's going to play and he's going to be a little improved and I would got, take Jones this year over Condit last year I think that's fair I mean just yeah honestly like and I, it's not a shot at Condit it's just Osh- like I, my point is Jones isn't going to have to play every all the time no. like he did and last he can, year he and can, he can play his ass off and get a couple yeah. fouls and whatever. No, Shun is going to score double digits. They could not. They didn't get that last year, but Shun's also going to get fouled a lot. Jaron Holmes is going to go to the line, I think, more than any other Cyclone did last year. So the free throw rate is going to be better. That is the drought buster. I used to didn't even shoot percentage-wise very good from the free throw line. In fact, it was uh, 68%, which is very poor. You improve free throw rate. And free throw percentage, which I think this team can do, you get six or seven points just from free throws. If you get six or seven points from last year's team, your with offense a, goes from with a good defensive team. Right. Uh, it may it, not be top five, but they're going to be good. Just for just for a caveat, the the teams that won back to back Big Twelve championships in in two thousand and two thousand one. Okay, a little bit different era of college basketball, but you don't get my point. the The team in two thousand averaged twenty five free throws a game. The team in 2001 averaged 28 free throws per game. Last year averaged 14. The year before that was 11. Mm. That's literally 10, 12 points on average that you're leaving on the floor last year because you're not going to the line. Mm -hmm. If this team can go to the line, I know the Big 12 is physical, but I think Shun and Holmes and Kalsher putting on the floor a little bit more, even Eli King when he's in there, can get fouled and get free throws. That'll substantially help your metrics just from shooting free throws. It's the easiest shot in basketball, which is the free throw. You don't need gunners like Naz and Matt making a bunch of threes. You need guys that can get fouled. That's the simplest formula to have success this year. Tournament? I think so. So I mean I think they're I, right. I think they're right there. The the Big Twelve will be so good in what got eight in last year. 
They ended yeah. up eight. Yeah. I'm going to get eight this year, in my opinion. Can you? Are you going to be better than K-State and better than you know, West, who, Virginia. West Virginia? You're going to be in that kind of weird Oklahoma. mix. Oklahoma's there, too. And that gets to seven wins in the Big 12. I think you can get in. Now, the non-conference is a lot harder. So this is interesting. The Ken Palm has Iowa State this year projected record. And get all analytics, but data's not quite in there yet. At 14 and 15, 6 and 12. I think that's fair. Yeah, I do too. Because the non-conference can be a lot harder, right? And so St. John's is a toss-up. Iowa's going to be a toss-up. Probably be an underdog over in Iowa City. And then those games in Portland are hard. Iowa yeah. State went undefeated in the non-conference last year. You So the point is, if they, you're going to make the tournament, you're probably going to need to get at least seven, What's maybe Nova eight. like this year without Jay Wright and stuff? Ah, they're, I mean, they're, they're thought of as a top 20 team. Okay. They I still just, got guys. I know they got guys. Well, I don't just, know. Yeah, it's not going to be. to me, look, seems like an opportunity. It, it, but, for but, sure. And it's neutral. They're not going to beat North Carolina if they would get to that. Probably not North Carolina. Yeah. But so that's the thing. If you get two there, oh, your, your, your NCAA tournament resume bumps immediately. Like, those games are, are important. If you go one and two, it's not the end of the world. But then you're probably going to need to win at least eight in Who's the conference. Who's the SEC team? Is that Missouri? Do they? Who is it? I don't even know who's in that. They played Missouri last year. Oh, uh, it is. Hold on. I've got it. It is Missouri again down there. Yeah. I guess it's cool to play Missouri, but I'd rather, I don't know. And then St. John's is the. uh, Did Quanzo get fired? Quanz? Yes. It's Uh, the old guy from Cleveland State there now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. They they brought in a bunch of transfers. Gotcha. Big unknown. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Basketball season starts today. And you really got to do a deep dive of, like, who is on these teams? It's hard. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's really difficult. Here, here's what I'll tell you. the uh, Gonzaga is going to be good. North Carolina is going to be good. I know that for a fact. And then Kansas and Baylor are going to be right there in the Big 12. Women tip off today at 11. Men tonight at 7. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. It's all right. Hey, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I just feel like our fan base—we're so crazy. We put too much pressure on ourselves to deliver. You know, volleyball—they were all volleyball on Friday night. A tough loss for the ladies. Show up like you always do. I just got—it's a fun time of year. Really, good time of year. I think, uh, but again, shoot free throws better, and I think you'd be shocked at the results that can come from that. Now, obviously, it's never going to be an offensive dynamo. But I think Shun and Holmes and Kalsher to a, another extent will be able to get to the free throw line. And you won't have Brockington taking the tough twos that he made all the time, but that actually might be okay. Let's um, get to Coach Schmidt. Yeah, excited to see he knows more than me. Jared Stansbury. Get an update from Coach Schmidt uh, heading into tonight's season opener. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, an episode of Corner 3 presented by Mechdyne, joined now by Iowa State Assistant Coach Nate Schmidt. Nate, how are you doing today? Appreciate you taking the time to, to join us uh, as, you know, as you guys get ready for the season here starting next week. No, doing well, doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on. 
So how have, uh, how's practice been going? How's the team been looking? How are you guys feeling going into uh, the season opener on Monday? It's been good. You know, we've definitely continued to grow as a team and, you know, gotten closer as a team. And, um, you know, our guys are working extremely hard on a daily basis. And, you know, we have some older guys that, you know, they kind of know how to know how to practice. And then we've seen great strides from from all of our freshmen and our younger guys as well. How has that been helpful to have those older guys, the guys like Gabe and Jazz and Caleb, who have kind of been through this process with you guys already once, who can kind of set the tone for the other guys, let them know this is how we do things, you know, set the culture a little bit. Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. And even having guys that, you know, the transfers that we brought in, you know, Oshun and, and Jaron, just older guys that know how practice is supposed to go, you know, know how they're supposed to work every single day, know, you know, how they're supposed to be on time and how they're supposed to communicate with people and, you know, also take care of their bodies. So it's been a, it's been a huge help uh, having those older guys. I know you and Jaron have a, a good relationship going back a, a long time. What's it been like having him in the program, being around him every day and um, just seeing to watch, you're getting an opportunity to watch his process, I guess, from up close and personal. Yeah, no, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, he has a great personality and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Cyclone fans will see here shortly and if they haven't met him, but anytime you talk to him, he's always laughing and, and just loving life. And it's been great to have his leadership and kind of his personality you know, kind of, you know, form with his teammates and, you know, his teammates really buying into his leadership style. Cause he's, he's a guy that, you know, he just wakes up every day and loves life and enjoys it. And, you know, we go way back from, you know, I was trying to get him a division two scholarship when he was coming out of high school, a senior year and no division twos would even take him. So I've, I've known him for a long time and um, it's been great to see him. You know, he's been the same person, you know, all the way through just loving life, loving basketball, really just enjoying the moment. I think he's got an interesting story that uh, maybe a path that's going to become less common, not the St. Bonaventure to Iowa state type of situation, but the going to Ranger community college and, you know, going through the junior college process, me and him talked about that at big 12 media days. I just, I feel like junior college basketball is underappreciated on some level that, and you know, now with the transfer portal and everything, I feel like that's a, an element of basketball that maybe is going to be overlooked a little bit, just going from the junior college, going through all that learning and growing through that. Do you kind of see that too, where it's like maybe people around the country aren't paying as much attention to junior college basketball as what they were before? Yeah, no question. I think, um, you know, I think there's some very, very high level junior college programs. You know, there's a lot of junior college head coaches that, that, you know, they take it very, very serious and, you know, they treat it like they want it to be almost a division one experience for their freshmen and sophomores. And, you know, I know when I worked with coach Hank down at Indian Hills, like that's how he wanted it to be. He wanted it to feel like the guys were in a division one program for their freshman and sophomore year. So that way, when they got to a division one, their junior year, you know, they were fully ready and, you know, their habits and, and how they handled themselves on a daily basis was already on par. Uh, one guy I know everybody's been really interested in, and, and obviously the Ames connection, you know, all those things that make sense is Taman Lipsy. And then, you know, obviously he's going to be in a position where he's going to have to play some big minutes for you guys this year. How have you seen him? coming along what have, what's has been his has been his development since he's gotten to in with you guys and, and been working with you guys every day yeah he's been great he's been great i mean he's he's super consistent i would say that about Taman is he's he doesn't have many bad days um and he but he's he's always has good days he's just stacked up a bunch of uh, really good days since he got here in june and his consistency you know it's something that you want out of the point guard position 
you know, and, you know, he might not be a, a nine out of 10 every day, but he's been super consistent as far as pressuring the ball not turning the ball over commanding our offense. So it's something that we've loved to see and, you know, his growth will continue and he'll become more vocal and more comfortable and confident. And, you know, I think he has some steps to take in, in that area as well. He was the kind of guy that you watch as a high school kid. Who's not going to, he's not going to give you 40 every night. You know, he's not going to jump out at you for what he's doing as far as putting the ball in the bucket, but you go and you watch him and you're like, this guy helps this team win, you know? Yeah. And like, obviously they won at a high level, won a state title last year. Uh, and then even talking to your guys, that's what jumps out. Every time I have a conversation with any of them about them, the first thing they say is the stuff, the stuff on the stat sheet for him doesn't matter. It's about all the other stuff. That's what he's doing. He wants to go out and win basketball games. Yeah. He makes a ton. I mean, that's what we talk about as a staff. Like he impacts winning at a high level, you know, whether it's a, a loose ball that he's saving that maybe he doesn't get credit for the rebound or, you know, a deflection defensively that he doesn't get credit for the steal, but you know, he just constantly impacts winning on a daily basis. And, and it's been huge for us. Uh, Gabe's another guy that I wanted to, to ask you about. I think, you know, for me looking at your guys' team and trying to project things out, one of the big, question marks in my mind is for him finding consistency, you know, and if he can find some consistency and be that guy that we saw him be it, when you guys beat Wisconsin last year, when you beat Texas at home, some of those other games, some of the big games he had, you know, it doesn't have to get 30 every night, but to find some kind of middle ground in between the good and the bad nights, what's that process been like for him this summer? How have you seen him work through some of those things to find you know, that consistent ability to show up and, you know, every night, you know what you're going to get from him. You know, Gabe's been playing really well. He's had a great off season. Uh, I think the big thing for him, you know, from last year, this year is just trying to be a little more efficient on the offensive end. Um, you know, shots, turnovers, you know, just really focus on how we, how can we, how can we help him be more efficient on the offensive end? And I think we've found a good blend of that. We've tried some different things, putting him in some different positions, um, maybe that he was more comfortable with, you know, previously, you know, whether it was in high school or, or early on in his college career, but, you know, we've changed some things for him offensively to try to help him, you know, be in the best situation and be the most efficient offensive player possible. And, you know, he's still that elite defender and probably one of the best on-ball defenders I've ever coached, if not the best that I've ever coached. I want to talk to about your, uh, about your front court, that, that group looks a lot different than what it did at this time a year ago. What have you seen from Oshun? How's Hassan looked since he got in there with you guys? I mean, how is that kind of that rotation shaking out? Obviously Roberts is, is going to be around as well. So, uh, I mean, three guys, I think you guys all have to feel pretty confident about if you put them out there. Yeah, no, very confident, you know, especially the athleticism, their bodies, you know, like they've done a great job of continuing to, to chisel up their body and, and, you know, for Hassan putting on weight, he's put on a good amount of weight since he got here. Um, so, you know, continuing to make sure their bodies look a certain way and they feel a certain way because of it, but we're very excited about those three guys and, you know, even adding in jazz Kunch and, and Trey King when he's eligible. Um, just love that we have, you know, options in that front court, you know, guys that can all rebound at a high level and they've played at a high level and they've produced and helped win at a high level as well. How can that take your defense to another level when you've got high level shot blockers, like what Oshun and Hassan are specifically, I think. Yeah, no, I think it adds a, a dimension to our defense for sure. Um, you know, it allows our guards to even pressure a little more on the ball and be a little more aggressive, just knowing that they got a couple guys back there that, you know, will clean up a mistake if it happens, you know? So um, those guys have been really good and, and we're, we're encouraging them to even be more aggressive blocking shots and going and getting shots.
Awesome. All right. Thank you, coach. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again here in a, in a couple weeks and, and good luck. Get a couple wins this week. All right. Awesome. Appreciate it, man.